0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 1203. All right, so I'm rethinking what the endgame is for Star Wars Rebels, and I invite you to join the conversation with me. Punch it, Chewie. Hey, I'm Anthony Bresnikan, covering the Star Wars Galaxy for Entertainment Weekly, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I'm rethinking it based on the last two podcasts that I've done, which, no surprise, actually line up with the release of the first two episodes of the final season, season four of Star Wars Rebels. Of course, that first episode, Heroes of Mandalore Part 1, was shown at Celebration Orlando back in April, And this is a full spoiler podcast, so just to give you the official warning if you haven't seen the episodes yet, and you don't want them spoiled for you, then by all means save this podcast for a later date. But if you are cool with me diving in, then let's dive in. So the deal with it was that everybody at Star Wars Celebration Orlando who was in the panel for Star Wars Rebels thought that the Rebels team was going to kill Satine's mother and brother at the end of the very first episode of the season. And while I grant you that those are not exactly major characters, it's more about the relationship of those characters to Sabine Wren. Like, it's not just a random friend that she fought alongside or anything like that. No, it was her actual darn mother. Like, we're getting into Bambi territory, okay? So, yeah, they made it Looked like they were going to do it, and then right at the start of episode two, they're like, Oh no, they were just outside the blast radius, and so they survived, they were just fine after all. And I, like many people, had been thinking for months, Oh my gosh, they really are taking no prisoners with this final season of Rebels. I mean, they described season three, actually, Dave Filoni did, as sort of an Empire Strikes Back like season of Rebels, and yet I've still managed to hear that this season is going to be potentially even darker. For the Rebels, which, you know, I guess that's sort of a Darkest Before the Dawn situation because this timeline is catching up to the events of Rogue One and the original Star Wars, aka A New Hope. And so, yeah, it should seem like things are really desperate, all things considered. They're getting closer to the discovery of the actual Death Star. Saw Gerrera is really starting to lose his mind and he's going to do something terrible that is going to make him have to separate from the Rebel Alliance as we know it. But even that, like, I'm really curious to see how they decide to treat that or if they even decide to treat that. I mean, if he's going to do something terrible, then we have to consider the possibility that they might not depict it in Rebels. They did show a couple of the Mandalorians getting fried in that first episode of Rebels, and then you do see them getting racked with lightning, and and that's in the second episode. It very much resembles the kind of thing that Luke Skywalker gets fried with from Emperor Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi. Like, it's that kind of experience, at least to watch it on screen. But ultimately, no one we know is hurt in any of this, and so... That is what has me thinking that we might not be in for as committed a season four of Rebels as we might have been. I mean, I guess I don't want to tear anybody down or anything like that. You know, I feel like that's, of course, when I'm supposed to say, feel like what? With the horrible Yoda impression. (laughs) I feel like there is a legitimacy for people's stories to wind down into a character death and that we're not going to get it and it doesn't have to happen that way but I guess like I said in the previous two episodes there's a there's a lack of danger in this whole enterprise right you know we're seeing the crew go through more adventures it's now fourth season of adventures and there's no suggestion at this point that any of them are really in mortal danger which just then makes it seem like they're going through the motions to some degree and yes they have some storylines to wrap up and whatnot but beyond that they have to have some actual jeopardy and we need to know that it's going to matter that lives hang in the balance the nearest thing i think to a you know to a significant death that we've had so far in rebels is commander june sato who went down with phoenix home when he crashed his ship into the interdictor that was being piloted by admiral constantine and that ship was keeping all of the rebels in the atalon system so they couldn't escape but of course once the ship crashed into the interdictor, then the interdictor went offline and everybody was able to jump to light speed. But really beyond that, every other death on the show that's been significant has been a bad guy. It's been the Grand Inquisitor. It's been, you know, brothers and sisters. It's been Darth Maul. That was a big death, I will say for sure. But uh, um, this is the show that had those two guys at the very beginning, Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint, those guys were Imperials that were supposed to be running the show on Lothal, but of course they were always getting shown up by those pesky rebels, and it seemed comedic for a while until Tarkin brought in the Grand Inquisitor, and the Grand Inquisitor straight up beheaded them, And albeit off-screen, but that is what happened. They, they got their heads cut off. And that to me was like, whoa, okay, we're actually dealing with a serious story. This is not just for kids. This is something that's supposed to be meant for us too. And unfortunately, it's got to go both ways. If you're going to kill bad guys, you've got to kill good guys too. And so I'm at the point where I don't think they're going to do it. I have thought, and in fact, I even put a poll out on Facebook asking who of the ghost Crew people thought was going to die by the end of the season. Pretty much the lion's share of people think it's going to be cane and jars. But at this point, I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, I'll tell you what I think is going to happen after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. tfa all right so this is what i think is going to happen and it all centers around the whole deal with yoda and telling luke that when yoda himself dies and yoda saying when i die the last of the jedi you will be so they have to make sure that they don't invalidate that idea and You would also have to keep in mind that, oh, it's not that Yoda just didn't know that there was some other Jedi roaming around the galaxy or anything like that, because he's supposed to be able to sense that and have some awareness thereof. So you can't have Jedi kicking around. But, but, that doesn't mean you can't have force-wielding people who act for the good, kicking around the galaxy i mean we saw that in rogue one to some degree at least the idea that there were different churches of the force that managed to worship the force in their own way but were not the jedi and ahsoka tano herself has removed herself from the jedi order but is still doing good and is still using the force and still waving around lightsabers but not as a jedi now we know and have known for the longest time that kanan has not wanted this fight. He has not wanted to become part of the larger rebellion. It's something that he is always chafed against. And we know from Rogue One that Hera and Chopper are going to be involved in the Battle of Scarif. So they're getting fully involved with the rebellion. At some point, Kanan is going to have to say... I got to ramble on, like I can't do this anymore. This is what I think is ultimately going to happen. And all these tender moments that we see in the trailers with him and Hera, I think these are preludes to him deciding that he's got to go his own way. And the whole Jedi thing, well, you know, he was perfectly happy to shuck the identity of quote unquote Jedi. And so there's every reason to think that he would still do that. What happens to Ezra, however, is another story. So you could go kind of a couple of ways with it. First of all, if he doesn't have a master and he doesn't know anything about the Jedi and he's not being trained, then can you really call him a Jedi? Well, technically not. You can't. But the other way that seems more plausible is that he decides that he's going to stick with Kanan because, you know, Kanan's blind and could use the assistance. Not that Kanan needs it, right? That's already been demonstrated, but I'm sure Ezra has a lot more complicated reasons and yet it will probably boil down to the simple thing, him saying Kanan needs him. And then, of course, I mentioned Ahsoka Tano earlier. So this opens a door for Ahsoka to come back. And yes, we don't know if she's alive or dead, I'm personally on the alive end of the spectrum, and alive in a way that makes you know normal sense to all of us as a you know walking, breathing Togruta, not as a Force ghost, not as a (laughs) not as a Convor, not as the daughter or any of the Mortis people or anything like that. No, just straight up Ahsoka. And wouldn't it be interesting if she said, "Hey, Kanan, hey Ezra, like I know you don't want to do this rebel thing anymore, but..." I got something else going on and why don't you come with me? And that is how we get whatever next series it is that we're going to get from the creative minds behind the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. That it could be Ahsoka and Kanan and Ezra bopping around the galaxy, doing good behind the scenes. And meanwhile, Sabine takes off and goes to Mandalore and stays there to help out with the fight against the Empire. Zeb, with nothing better to do with all of his people killed in mass genocide by the Imperials, would probably stick with Hera and Chopper. And so that, I think, at this rate, it seems, is how the end of Star Wars Rebels will happen. That the Ghost crew will split up. That only some of them will actually be fighting with the Rebellion at the Battle of Scarif and that other ones. And I'm presuming that it's Kanan and Ezra will disappear off into the wild blue yonder. They will no longer be considering themselves Jedi. There will be something else, but they will still be doing good in this galaxy. And that is going to do it for the podcast today. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the endgame for Rebels. So do share at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com or on Facebook where you see this post, facebook.com slash SW7x7. Thank you so much for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey... Before you take any awful risks with homing beacons, check out SW7X7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7X7. It's not an easy escape, it's destiny unleashed.